Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Sky. I'm Ben Slowey, and today on the show, I've got with me uh, my next door neighbor, <laughs> and uh, he uh, he has been the uh, vocalist for the band Pineapple Migraine, uh, playing an eclectic fusion of jazz and soul and rock music. Um, they're currently uh, on a bit of a hiatus, but he's working on some new material. And we're going to talk all about his musicianship, his artistry, and why he does what he does. So, Joe Humiston, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. How are you doing today? I'm doing really good, Ben. How are you? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, uh, I woke up not too long ago. Um, this is what I wore to sleep last night. and uh, You're rocking it, dude. Rocking it, man. Home records. Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm very well. Uh, I was at High Dive late last night for uh, karaoke. Oh, what'd you sing? I didn't sing. Oh, why not? I, I'm i not there yet. I will do it eventually, but um, that's one thing you I have not... Go for it. Take a leap of faith. I know. I need to get more drunk. I think that's part <laughs> of it. You know, I just need to like let go more. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think 2020 is my year. I'm going to start doing karaoke. I believe in you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Joe. Um, yeah, but, uh, had a lot of fun, uh, and, uh, woke up just, uh, excited to just do another day of this. How oh, are yeah. you? I'm doing quite fine. I just finished up, uh, my finals, as I mentioned, uh... Are you, like, done for... I'm done. I'm done with this fucking Congrats, semester, man. man. It was a tough semester. Was it? So. I'm ready to just kind of be, like, done with school, you know? Like, mm -hmm. move on with what I actually want to do, <laughs> yeah. you know? What, uh, how far are you in? Like, how much left do you have? I just have next semester. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. Your part-time semester. Nice. So. Damn, so that'll be a breeze. Yeah. So it sounds like you really, like, uh, you tackled what you needed to tackle this semester, so you had to do less work later on. Yeah. Which is Basically. Wise. Basically. That's good. Well, it was either, like, I could do it all in one semester and, uh, be overwhelmed and not get anything done outside of school mm -hmm. or just spread it out a little bit and work on other stuff like Commodore Calypso. Mm -hmm. Shout out. Shout out, <laughs> yes. Shout uh, out. That's a project I've been doing with Isaac. Shout out to Isaac of Dogbed. Yeah. And um, we have Brent and Sterling. I don't know their last names, <laughs> but they're really cool dudes. I've only known them for like um, a month or two now, but we just had our first show together over at the Murray Attic. Oh, word. And that nice. went well. Awesome. It's Shout out to Anthony, Murray yeah. Attic. It was a good time, man. Like, um, we only had, like, four rehearsals just together, but, uh, I don't know. Me and Isaac had already had, like, a bunch of material down already, mm -hmm. so, like, putting it together was pretty easy. And yeah. these guys have been throwing ideas for songs out, and, uh, I don't know. It's coming together. Hopefully we'll learn their, uh, their full names in the, in the months to come. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. No, that's okay. <laughs> I've totally been there, too. Yeah. Uh, well, it's awesome that you're, the project has taken off. Like, uh, you've gotten it, you know, you've done your first show. And yeah. uh, 2020 will foresee the continued uh, prosperity of your creative uh, process and also just having a ton of fun doing it. Yeah, man. So, uh, what we talk about on Mr. Nice Guy, we talk love and fear, passion and creativity. And uh, 
Joe, the first time we met was actually uh, at the Roast Coffee Company when I was working there. Music, and I didn't and realize that the project you were involved in was Pineapple Migraine, which I've known Alex Seinfeld for like <laughs> four years. Alex uh, is such a trip. Dude, Alex, I love him. he is an enigma of a man, <laughs> but a, a fine-ass enigma. He's so cool, man. He's a great dude. Uh, we were in a fraternity together. Um, oh, that one. Yes, the Jew fret. Uh, and I, so, I've, he's going to be a good close buddy of mine. And I had seen his band, The Crew, a couple times before. Like, Played with him. Yeah, yeah, with, uh, with George and Yanni, yeah, the yeah, other the guys. Guy. The nice guys. Indeed. They nice are guys. amazing guys. Those Mr. One, one in a million. Amazing guys. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, uh, also with our good friend Josh Trimble. Douchey. Very talented man. Very good awesome. man. Very More good importantly. man. Solid man. Great example of a man. Yes, if I've ever seen one. <laughs> yes, if I've ever done seen one. Um, so I had known them for for a little while. Uh, had them on the show over the summer. That was one of the most fun episodes I've ever done. It yeah, was like, I, watched, I watched a good amount of it. It, it was, was a funny. trip. That, that was a good way to put it. It was a trip, though. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Well, you get Yanni and George together, and it's like... It's just uh, eruptive. They, like, feed off of each other. And they'll just start like bouncing memes right. off of each other, yeah. and a lot of uh, a lot of just random uh, interjections. Uh, yes, yes. A lot of shout outs to things that uh, you know you wouldn't have thought to uh, to shout out. Um, you know, th they just become like one person or just two people, two peop two bodies of the same person with the same voice. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, it's like it's like the voice that Pineapple Migraine created. It's like the the, oh yes, brother, <laughs> come here. Yeah, yeah. That's just. It was initially like it was me um, impersonating Yanni, yeah. like exaggerating it, and then Yanni just started doing that impression too, and then everybody just started doing that voice. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know what happened that day, but all I know is uh, it uh, left me stunned um, that day. Yeah. Uh, all I know is donuts and hookah were involved. Um, but and the Mario hat, right? And the Mario hat, yes. Uh, that that was uh, that just was flying across the room. Um, but uh, but I didn't get the chance to talk to you, and I had to talk to you too because uh, I've seen the band a couple times. Saw you guys do your last show at Company Brewing, and that was a ton of fun. That was a fun show. That was a great show. Um, you've a really. Um, uh, you have such a, a, a passionate and uh, striking demeanor uh, to your, like how you deliver uh, up there with the microphone. Um, so I'm excited to talk about that. First, though, I got I want to ask about a little bit about your own musical background. When did you start playing music? When did it become an outlet for yourself? Um, well, I was always like, as a kid, my family did musicals and stuff, and I was always fascinated by that. And um, so I kind of grew up trying to get into that. And I sung all the time as a kid, like nonstop, to the point where I got nodules, mm. which which is like, it's a. I'm gonna. I'm not a doctor, but it's like it's like lumps on your vocal tract. Oh sure. So yeah. you can't resonate properly. So I auditioned for this choir, and um, they said you're just not you're not normal bad. You're like unhealthy bad. 
So I went <laughs> wow. to a doctor and they found these big lumps in there. And uh, I basically had to like not talk or sing for like four months. Jesus. Yeah. Holy fuck. Or not scream or anything. I was like a little kid, which Damn. is very difficult. It's torturous. I have enough <laughs> problem with that right now, but... That's like being told you can only play PlayStation for one hour of the day. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> yeah. That was what I had to deal yeah, with yeah. when I was little. I was basically grounded by... Medically grounded. With your voice. Yeah. yeah damn. But, um... Over time, um... It was worth resting, though, because, like, after that, I was, like, able to get voice lessons, which, you know, was a privilege and, like, really helped me out. And, um... I sang classical music for a long time. And, uh... Eventually, I got into high school and did a lot more, um musicals and stuff and then I got to around my like end of my sophomore year and junior year where I like um my friends who had like grown into be punk rockers wanted to start a punk group nice so I picked up the bass which is you know for playing punk music it's a pretty easy instrument to pick up sure um no no shade on the bass but like right. just you know, I could I could do essentials. That's my like favorite instrument actually in the band. Yeah, like it holds it down. Like yeah. it, when it's not there, it's like it's very noticeable. Yeah, like a bass line is like kind of I feel like what really gets me like grooving mm -hmm. over anything. Yeah, for sure. And uh, so I I was in a band called the Keypones in high school, and that was a lot of fun. Like we weren't. I don't think anybody, if, if, if Nick sees this, Nick Herman sees this, he was, he was in the band. Um, he's actually in Garbage Man now. I don't oh, know yeah. I've talked yeah. to Garbage Man. But I have uh, seen them, like, their name around. Yeah. They kick ass, man. They're like, nice. he's really progressive as a musician, which is awesome to see. But um, I was in a band with him for a while, and he's really good at booking stuff. So we would play all over, like, the Midwest, maybe a little outside of the Midwest. And... Um, that was a good experience. wasn't like the greatest band in the world, but it was like really good experience. Where in the Midwest did it take you? I think as far south as like St. Louis. Oh wow. Yeah, and um, St. Louis. I don't want to say Saint it wrong. Louis. St. <laughs> Saint Louis. St. Louis. San Louis. <laughs> um, Jolly St. Louis. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but um, no, that was that was good and. Um, it took a while to, we got back together a couple times, but um, once I got into college, I met, you know, a lot more different musicians, and I was introduced to a lot of different genres that I wasn't really into as a kid, mm -hmm. and um, eventually I asked Yanni to be in a band with me, just out on a whim, which was like really nerve-wracking, because it was like, at the time, I'd, I couldn't really play an instrument that well, I just sang. Yeah. I can play piano now, but... At the time, like it was just like I can sing, <laughs> you yeah, know, right, like right, right. which which going up to like a musician like Yanni, like that caliber, so is gigs like three hundred times a year. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, and and he's like, I don't know. I would say I'm not, I'm not, I don't play drums, but I'd say he's definitely one of the best drummers in Milwaukee, you know, mm -hmm. and um, or in Wisconsin, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know he would deny that, but um, <laughs> yeah. But he, he, but then like I asked him to be in a band, and then it was initially going to be a blues band. So he got he lived with Josh Trimble, and then so and he knew George. So the first rehearsal was just the four of us, and then it grew and grew into like 
having horns in, and then we got a, um, a keys player in there, Liam. Then it ended up, you know, just cycling different horn players as they came along, and it grew into something I think was, was really special. And I met a lot of people through doing it, you know. And that's what became Pineapple. Yeah, yeah. Pineapple Migraine. Yeah. Um, yeah, you guys, uh, <laughs> your shows are rambunctious, yet they're so, like, uh, there, there's a lot of flavor to them. Yeah. Um, you know, no, uh, no uh, pun intended to you know the to the to the name of the band, but you know like your 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 shows are you, you're all clearly very talented, but you know the shows are also just a ton of fun, and, I, and you can anyone watching the show can tell y'all are having a shit ton of fun because like I mean when I had the boys on the show, like they're like yeah, like it's basically just one in one big inside joke, but we also like really enjoy doing it. Yeah, <laughs> and and that's how like you know I feel like that's the best way to have a band. I feel. Yeah, I think fun should be like in any kind of artistic endeavor, having fun and and having joy through the process is probably the most important thing, um, especially when you're in a group of friends. Mm -hmm. And it was just easy because like I think the best times we would play was when we were just like when the stakes weren't super high, you know? And we were able to like relax and just like goof around and try out different things. And sometimes it was very experimental. I wouldn't say Pineapple Migraine was like the tightest, like structure wise, but I think that allowed for like what Pineapple Migraine actually was, which was just an experimental, like every, every person in there besides me, basically it was like a jazz cat. So solos, you know, breaking form a bit, mm -hmm. all of a sudden switching to halftime or something. And, um, no, it was like a real, real honor just playing with all those oh, guys. Oh, hell yeah, for sure. So, um, so I guess like, uh, when did, like, I guess the conversation occur when it was time to sort of like put the band on hiatus? Um, I think we kind of always knew it was going to happen because, um, Josh was, planning on going to Chicago and Josh was like such a pivotal part of the band that like if he wasn't in it it wouldn't be Pineapple Migraine mm -hmm. and also Liam was leaving to Boston mm -hmm. so it was just having like two of the key members there just leaving it wouldn't be it wouldn't be the same group um, yeah. And I don't think any of us like wanted to like officially call it quits on it, especially since we have a like an unreleased EP still. Oh wow! Like we have like all this recorded material that just isn't out. So it's like, <laughs> it's like George yeah. sent this meme the other day through the group chat, which was like local band creates EP, and then it's like a Simpsons character like let's split up, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. which is just true. You yeah, know, like yeah. it, it's a bummer that it's timed like that, but. You know, the future is kind of unpredictable, so... Mm -hmm. But I think it was kind of probably inevitable. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, it's sort of just that, like, impending, like, you know, we'll do this as long as we can, yeah. but then once, like, someone really has to, like, do something for themselves like that, like, move, then... By all means, and then, uh, you know, you cross that bridge when you get there. Mm -hmm. For sure. And it's not like, there were never any arguments in the band, so it's like, there was never bad blood or beefs, it was just, 
we were always having fun, so why would we, like, say, oh, it's going to be over forever? I much prefer, like, the um, inconclusive hiatus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. I'm sh- Yeah, like, I'm sure you guys will play again. Like, yeah. You know, it's... That is also inevitable. Like, for a band to have that much fun, like, y'all will, like... It would make sense for you to play together again, like, when the opportunity presented itself. And it would be easy. Yeah. Right. Like, we just know each other so well. Yeah, exactly. So, um, this new project you're working on, it's, what's it called? Commodore Calypso? Yes. Okay. Um, Yeah, I guess tell me a little bit about how the conversation started there. Okay. Um, So, Isaac has been my friend since May of... 2018, I think, which, you know, for how, how good of a friend he is, like, it seems much longer than that, but I met him mm-hmm. at, like, Pineapple Migraine's second show, which was at the Attic, oh, yeah. and then I played music with him on and off since Dog Band um, was Pineapple Migraine's rival band, <laughs> like, but that's just a meme, yeah, you know, right. we just like to, you know, throw shade, but it's all in good fun. Yeah, totally. Um... And so I've just, I've played music with Isaac and done shows with him. And then when Pineapple Migraine was starting to like, when we knew that it was going to have to like come to a close, um, I was looking to, you know, kind of find another group to do stuff. Because I don't really think, um, at least right now, a solo artist kind of thing is is in my um, domain. But working with other people is what I really like to do. Yeah, sure. Um, and so me and Isaac both were really into uh, Japanese city pop, which is like, you go on YouTube, just Google, you know, city yeah. pop, and you'll get a bunch of results like Tasaro Yamashita, um, Plastic Love by Maria uh, Takeuchi, who is nice. Tasaro's wife. And, and a lot of, like, it's just like that kind of um, minimalist, pop but like it's really good totally like, it's really yeah. fun like yeah. yeah it just uh we were both inspired by that so we just started writing music kind of based around that and but we were writing like a lot of originals like because it was so easy to write them because the songs were so simple mm-hmm. but yet they're good so a lot of times people think simple pop and they're like oh that can't you know you can't do anything special with that but i, I don't think that's I don't think that's true. I think if you can do more with less, that yeah. speaks more about what you're doing. Absolutely. Um, I would agree. And so we did like duo shows for a while with me on keys singing and him playing guitar. And then we did a show with uh, Yanni on drums and Milton over at... Tlaloc. Yes, Tlaloc. Tlaloc. Yes. Uh, yeah. And that was a lot of fun, but... Um, Where'd you do it? We did it at Up and Under. Oh, tight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which was, it was a fun show, but those guys are uh, really busy. You know, those guys gig all the time. Yeah, Milton, Milton is insane too, like, no. in terms of his musical, uh, uh, his musical commitments. Yeah, no, they're, they're, those guys are working musicians, and I have all the respect for them for that. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, but it just wasn't, although, like, it was awesome playing with them, um, you know, we just needed guys who were a bit more available. Yeah. So Isaac knew Sterling and Brent, and then we started playing together and found that it worked really well. And it's been going good ever since. We almost have a whole album written now, 
and we're gonna do like a DIY recording in the attic. Nice. So, and like, I, I'm excited to do that because when you when you do a DIY recording, you can really focus on making a sound. And if if you don't like it, you know, it's all on you. You can't blame like the studio or the people who set up the stuff. You know, it's you have complete control over it. Yeah, for sure. Sure. Um... Yeah, so I guess like in terms of style and in terms of like, you know, the the texture of this project, how would you describe it? So it is like, we say we're a Japanese city pop inspired band. Um, that doesn't mean like we're singing in Japanese, but just like the, the kind of pop progressions that are affiliated with like what Japan pop music was doing in the 80s. But also, um, we say that, but we also kind of write whatever we want. Mm -hmm. So we don't really work under restrictions like that. We just really like that music. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say that right now our sound is very varied. Um, funk, jazz chords, pop riffs, you know, um, having a hook. Uh, chorus verse that kind of thing sure, like yeah. um but it's just uh it's like feel good music but also exciting to listen to and um experimental at the same time totally well, that's awesome that sounds yeah. like i could definitely get down with that you should come to uh we're gonna play at fat charlie's on the 28th Have uh, you ever... i will be out of town oh no but uh, yeah it's I'll, okay. I'll be back home but we'll be i have home. i yeah i have been to uh at Charlie's a couple times. It's a cool venue. Saw a fellow kinsman there. Girls guys rip. Yeah. Shout out to Nate. Um, and Isaac. Isaac. Also, yeah. Busy man. Busy man. Busy man. Um, yeah, but uh, I love the work that they're doing there. That's a cool little uh, DIY venue that opened up on the east side. So that'll be really fun. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'll be hunting you guys down. I'll be, I will be, uh, you guys will be on my radar uh, in this coming 2020 year. You know, I, I have still many projects to cover. There's always new projects to cover oh, right, for yeah, breaking yeah. and entering. So, um, yeah. Uh, so you just did your first gig at the Murray Attic as a full, like the four piece. Yes. Thing. Okay. Yeah. How would you? How did it go? Um, it went. So I have a thing like <laughs> I need to change my perspective on this, but like I judge the performance based off of like how well I feel I did instead yeah. of like how the crowd responded to it and how the rest of the band did. Yeah. So I think the rest of the band was admirable mm -hmm. and really good and tight and the crowd liked it. But just that night I felt off a little bit. Sure. Like I wasn't, I, you know, I didn't like get slammed before it or anything. I didn't even drink or anything, but, um, you know, just like it's, it's nerve wracking because like, I've only been playing piano uh, for a couple of years, so I'm not like as confident as I feel like I could be mm -hmm. on it. And then singing at the same time can get a little difficult. And sometimes when when a crowd is there, especially, I get I get nervous. You know, like yeah. even though I've been performing for you know almost my whole life, like it doesn't mean I don't get nervous. Yeah, you know? for sure, totally, man. You know, I care about. Sounding good. I'm the same way, man. I, yeah. I still uh, love being in front of people. I do this, obviously, but you know, I still get nervous before episodes. I get nervous 
approaching people to get an interview out of them. Like, I get nervous, you know, like, uh, I just hosted a show for the first time, like, a couple weeks ago, the N43 Presents thing, and I was really fucking nervous. I didn't yeah. realize how nervous I was until I got there, and I'm like, shit, I've never done this before. Well, yeah, man. Like, <laughs> you know? No, anxiety's a bitch. Like, it is. It's, um, yeah. Like, even when I asked Yanni to be in a band with me, I was like, I was like sweating sending that message, you know, yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, I'm going to fucking embarrass myself. You have to look over. Fucking no. Yeah. You have to, you have to read it over like so many times before you hit send, <laughs> you know, like make like, sure it's semantically sound. Like say, Hey, I'm, you know, it's absolutely okay. If you say no, I would totally understand. I'm right, a fucking yeah. dork. You, know? <laughs> you end up sending like a triple text. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Like I'm, we're like. It's okay. You don't. You don't have to. But like, no, I just thought I'd ask. Just thought you, know. I, you know, throw it out there. Yeah, totally. But um, no, it's it's like something you just have to push yourself through, you know. And um, you do that doing this show, and you I do, do that with uh, starting new projects, man. Yeah, it's just um, you already like compared to many other people, like that is the hardest part, is to put yourself out there enough to like put it out into the universe. Um, because that's you truly being vulnerable and, uh, you know, for others to like actually, you know, see something in it and commit themselves to it and make this a project with you, like, you know, that affirms you and it makes you feel like, you know, what you're doing matters and that's a beautiful thing. And like, you are already so far ahead of so many other people because like you ask people to do that and you do play gigs and you are writing music and have the goals of recording it. And that, again, you know, you are living truly fully into your own existence there. And that is like, that's already like more than I can say for a lot of other people that still hold themselves back. I appreciate you saying that, man. Yeah, but it's always like, it's always, you feel still like you can always do more. Like I still right. feel, I, I'm probably like a more introverted person than I give myself credit for. Mm -hmm. um, and like going out on weekends to like meet new people, see new bands is like, is hard for me because like I oftentimes just want to stay home and like yeah. read a book or like watch a movie or something. Yeah. And like, I'm the dude same. Like yeah. I, I'm out all the time, but I'd much rather just be by myself a lot of the time yeah but as like as like a working <laughs> musician you gotta like you gotta go out there and like right and meet people and present yourself because like the future isn't just like in you it's like through other people right. you know mm -hmm. and um i think that's something i struggle with because i'm always like i can just do it on my own you know i don't but you have to like <laughs> if if not just for like the joy of meeting new people and growing connections um also marketing yourself man like right. that's 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 the thing i struggle with is like feeling inadequate and having to like present a product to people when um you know i just struggle like do i really have anything important to say um i think all musicians and any artist goes through that totally in any any platform is like yeah. presenting your presenting yourself and feeling mm -hmm. like you're worthy enough to do that. Yeah, you still get that, uh, all artists will still experience that, like, existential dread over, yeah. like, is what I'm doing, like, does it really actually matter, or, like, am I really, like, 
good enough to be doing this, mm -hmm. like experiencing self doubt frequently, like all the time. Dude, if one like little thing goes wrong, like I will like you know, I like I will go into like I will exasperate things in my own head yeah, and like dude. question this entire uh platform. Like why can't things just work out? You know, right. like why am I like why am I even doing this? Yeah. Like does like is this does this actually mean something to somebody or is this just self stupid and I'm just becoming self indulgent by doing it? Yes. I like I it's meticulously like, overanalyzing. Right, things. yeah. And it's just, you know it's just, you know, that constant yeah, like that constant like questioning how much like what you're doing like is like truly um truly like valued by like the world around you but honestly like what i try to remind myself is that you know people are giving you a chance mm -hmm. you know in your case like like we said like people that are playing music with you people that choose that say you know you can that book you in this gig or people that go out to see you because you know it's a new project and they know you from old from pineapple migraine yeah. they know isaac from dog bed you know they know whoever from who whatever project they were in they go to see that and uh, in that like people are giving you a chance there and uh, i think that that's like you know that's all you can really ask for at the end of the day and like you know the th the point is you are putting yourself out there you're doing something that you believe in and it's also not passing judgment you know prematurely like if you're trying to present music to other people, like, leave the judgment up to them, you know, mm -hmm. and just do your thing. Right. There's people that just purge all the music that they ever, like, put on streaming services that take it all down, they don't really? like it anymore. Like, I've I've seen my friends do that, and it, you know, it breaks my heart, because it's like, you know, just because, you know, you're, you're critical of yourself doesn't mean that, like, this didn't mean something to you when you put it out. Or you know? to somebody else who may right? like, you have no idea what... How your art is interpreted after you put it out there. Exactly. So, yeah. I don't know. It's a struggle because, like, artists are, like, probably the people who need to be the most um, social and confident and, you know, all that. But, like, they're usually, like, the people who are the least. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they do what they do. Yeah. To communicate yeah. how they feel. Because they can't always put it into words or can't always, like, you know, blend in with other people in order to, like you know, to show who they are. Oh, dude, I'm, 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 from what you told me, like, that sounds like a really interesting project. No, man, I'm, I'm really happy with how it's turning out and, like, the direction it's going to, like, each new song we write is getting better in different ways, you know, and we're trying different stuff out, and, like, this first album is going to be kind of all over the place, which is cool, yeah. but through that, we're going to find, like, our sound. Which I'm happy with. That's yeah, that's exciting. And we have like two guys who are audio engineers, Brent and Sterling, who are really passionate about recording, which is amazing because like me and Isaac can like kind of take it easy, like not have to worry about yeah, that so much because these sure. guys are like so driven by it. And um, no, it's cool. I'm really I'm really excited to put stuff out there. It's 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 way different of a dynamic um, writing with Commodore Calypso than it is writing with Pineapple Migraine. Because Pineapple Migraine would write a song and then work on it and structure it for months, you know? Yeah. And in the whole, like, year and a half we were together, 
we wrote five songs, but those five songs are, you know, they're arranged, they're put together, they're tight, everybody like has it down, and they're really good. And, and they're, they're like, uh, they're not just like normal pop songs, they're like, they don't follow like a traditional structure right. all the time. Mm -hmm. um, but Commodore Calypso, we've kind of like just been like, let's just write it and let's just like pick a pop structure that we like to do, write a song through that, you know, if, um, or if we want to do like a stream of conscious thing, consciousness, <laughs> yeah, um, we can do that as well. But like, just take some of the um, pressure off of writing and just like write fun, simple music and make it sound good. Mm -hmm. And we've written a lot so far, but awesome. it's, it's definitely like a different process, especially arranging music in Pineapple Migraine was for like seven or eight pieces. And now it's just four. So condensing it a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Why did you decide on the name Commodore Calypso? So we wanted to pick, um, I like the idea of having two words. One word would be like kind of, um, retro computers, you know, like old technology and then f something futuristic and sci-fi-ish. So, um, and catchy, you know, that's always yeah. important. Um, so Commodore is like the Commodore 64, mm -hmm. com old school computer. Um, and then Calypso with an I is a satellite in space. So, Calypso is also um, a form of reggae music. I found out. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't aware of that when we made the name, but you know the spelling yeah. is different. But right, you know, yeah. oftentimes like it's not as many kids my age will know that. But well, like, you know the Banana Boat song, like you know that song. It's like a really old song from like the '60s. I might have heard it. Okay, it's it was in this the movie Beetlejuice. Okay, then I um, know what it sounds. Like. Okay, yeah, um, that's a Calypso song. Sweet. Um, yeah, I, yeah, it's pretty old kind of music. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah but like you know, I'll, I'll talk. <laughs> my mom has asked me the same question twice. She's like, "Oh, is it inspired by calypso music?" And I'm like, "Mom, no." <laughs> 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 right? Yeah. No, it's it's always weird showing your parents music because they either they either really like it or they're, they're like. Dude, I can't do it. They're I so honest. My parents are so, like, stubborn with music. Like, I try to show my mom and dad, like, things I listen to, and they're just so, like, old head about, like, the music they listen to. They don't even really listen to music like I do. Like, really, like, at all. Like, they they are more into, like, their cooking shows and their podcasts and their TV. <laughs> yeah. and they don't listen to music a ton. No. And I, like, that's why, like, I'm, I get disappointed in them for it. Cause like, this is this, you could be discovering all the great stuff that is coming out today. Like that is in this modern era. There's a lot of good stuff, and people who say that no good music is made anymore. I'm like, are you even like listen? You're just yeah, right. You like, just go to a shitty radio station and you like, make your mind up. You're like, okay, boomer. <laughs> like, no, like it's honestly, like, I like it. It frustrates me when like people like are just so stuck in their time era of music. Like, I want to be listening to the new music that comes out till the day I die. Until yeah. I'm, like, an old-ass, you know, crotchety old man when I'm, like, in my 80s, 90s, whatever, if I make it that old. I want to be listening to... Yeah. <laughs> I want to be listening to all the new stuff. Till then. No, yeah, you, you may become old physically, but don't become old up here, man. Right. Yeah. Still be a... 
Well, it's funny, like, my dad is, you know, my parents are fucking awesome, and I'll never throw any shade at them, because, like, they've supported me through more stuff than anybody could imagine, but, like, my dad, like, is still, like, wanting me to sing, um, classical music, and if I do anything, like, weird with my voice, like, I like to do screams and stuff, like, yeah, that kind right, of thing, yeah. but I, like, know how to do it healthy, but he'll still hear it, and he'll be like, you're gonna ruin your voice, and it's just like, Come on, Dad. <laughs> and it's like, tell me, Dad. I feel like I feel like if he just like came to a show, he would like get it. But right, yeah. oftentimes it's like it's too late or something. And they live in Sheboygan, oh, yeah. Vegas. So, um, uh, you know, it's. It, but I feel like your parents are are your number one supporters, probably. Mm -hmm. Depending, I don't. I don't want to speak for everybody, but in my they should be. Yeah. But uh, all right, Joe. This glow. Look at my beard, dude. I'm, mine's really coming in. <laughs> yeah, man, mine is too. <laughs> I haven't shaved in like a day. Yeah, you'll get there. I haven't you'll shaved in like four months at this point. Yeah. It's wild. Really? I wouldn't have never imagined this like a year ago. No shave November turned into into just four months. A form. Uh, it became a way of life. <laughs> that it looked like I explore the inner mystics of uh, this conscious reality. I don't know. No, do it. I'm down with that. I'll join you. Good. We'll become cosmic adventurers. We will. I'll, I'll be. I'm a couple months ahead of you, but I'll I'll wait for you. I'll I'll start I'll start growing it out now. Right. Perfect. So Joe, tell me what keeps you up at night. Um, caffeine. Caffeine. Yeah. I've already had two cups today. Two cups of coffee. Twelve more to go. Twelve more to. Okay, that would actually like. Give you a heart attack. That would make me throw up. Mm. Uh, <laughs> what uh, <laughs> what um, what puts you to sleep though? Um, television. Television. What are you watching these days? I'll just put on like, not television. I should say uh, YouTube compilations. Okay. Like Angry Video Game Nerd <laughs> yeah. or something. Like just yeah. put that on like the yeah. whole season of it and I'll just like zonk out. Yeah, you know? yeah. My, um, <laughs> my old roommate used to put on the Epic Fail compilations all the time and we would just like... That's what we would just have on in the background as we would like pregame before we would like go out in college, and it was it was effective. It was very effective. Compilations are, no, it's they go a long way. Dude, cringe compilations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't. I, it's like junk food for the mind, man. <laughs> yeah, really. It's bad for you, but it's so addictive. But it's also like, man, I could end up on one of these. Yeah, somebody yeah. just filming a day of my life. They'd be on like seven of them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I'll send you some good ones. I actually know some good ones I off the top it. of my head. Thanks for bringing on the show, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you bet. This is fun. Um, Commodore Calypso, catch them at uh, your uh, local show near you. And uh, stay tuned in 2020 for them to get recordings out. Uh, thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We will see you next time. Toodles. Toodles. Toodles.